Two men in Bellarand vac suits sat, perfectly preserved, in comfortable chairs at a small table. A bottle of liquor, long since consumed or evaporated, stood next to a deck of cards, and a communications array sat on a shelf next to the table with the quantum crystal still in its cradle. A makeshift signal generator was scratching out the message Nick had picked up. I grabbed the pink quantum crystal, and as I did, noticed a small note had been tucked beneath it. I pushed both into a pocket for later consumption. Jonathan? I asked, but didn't get an answer. Not surprising. I suspected the reason the room had gone undetected was due to the material in the mountain blocking all other power signals inside the small room. We'll need to bring all of the equipment back for Jonathan and Nick to examine, I said. Copy that. Tabby said, spinning open the manual airlock. It was a small room, and there was no reason to keep ourselves locked in with the well-preserved sentries. Liam, we lost contact with you, and we're picking up movement in the stairwell. Shea's hushed voice came over the calm. I checked tactical on the HUD, hoping it was Develbis returning from the ship. No such luck. He was still near Hotspur, although moving at a high rate of speed toward the building. I dropped the equipment I'd picked up and leaned on my grav suit, accelerating from the hidden room's airlock. A quick check of my HUD told me that two blips were converging on Shia and Clark's position at a high rate of speed and would get there before we would. My suit's tactical comm channel thrummed with the muted sound of automatic blaster fire. They'd made contact with something, and it wasn't friendly. I dared a glance through Shia's visor and saw two Kroorak warriors temporarily halted by a relentless hail of blaster fire from the two women. It's not getting through, Tabby said as we landed on the ground and opened fire. Our blaster fire was punishing, even pushing the two-and-a-half-meter-tall Kroorak backward. But it was as if we were firing into the very mountain itself. The first time I'd seen a three-dimensional picture of a Kroorak, I'd thought they looked like a cockroach that stood on its hind legs. It was still an apt description. Standing three meters from one, however, made it significantly more terrifying, especially when it seemed invincible. At the moment, we were at a stalemate. We were pouring fire into the Kroorak so they couldn't move forward. The problem was that while a blaster rifle has an incredible energy reserve, it's not infinite. We were quickly running out of time. Clark, Miyasu, fall back to the windows, I said. Don't let off the pressure. No AGBs, Shia started to say, but was interrupted by an explosion at the door. The two Kroorak warriors were thrown to the side, and Develbis tried to use the confusion to charge through the door. He even clipped one of the bugs along the way, causing it to spin. But the Kroorak's reflexes were too quick. It jammed its pincered hand into Develbis's side and tossed the 120-kilogram man to its partner as one would toss a meal bar. A spray of blood followed Develbis as the pincer was withdrawn. The second Kroorak caught Develbis, snapping its jaw menacingly before biting down on his left arm, severing it just below the elbow. My AI muted the big man's scream. We have to shoot him, Shia pled. We can't let them eat him alive. 
Develvis stopped screaming long enough to incoherently mutter, Rick dead, bitch! as he punched his free hand into the snapping proboscis of the Krovarak. She was right. I raised my gun to put down the big man. No, wait! Tabby stopped me just as the bug snapped down on Develbis's outstretched arm. Time froze, and then the big man was thrown backward as the bug exploded from the inside. All fire on the remaining. Tabby, get Develbis out of there, I said. Without hesitation, Tabby jetted forward and picked up the broken man, retreating out the windows behind us. Even with three blaster rifles, we made no progress against the Krorak. I had no trouble understanding why the Bellarand post had been overrun. Our weapons were nearly useless.